0: Good Good morning, morning, Millennials. Millennials. Welcome back to The Toast and happy Friday, Friday, gotta get down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend, weekend. Friday, Friday, getting down on Friday. Fun, 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 looking forward to the weekend. You know, she was really onto something when she said, fun, 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 fun. Four times the fun. And that's exactly what I'm looking forward to this weekend. Hey, turdaloo. How you durn I'm doing well. You look gorgeous. Do I? Finally wearing the birthday gift that I got you years and years ago. Perhaps the most money I've ever spent on a birthday gift and one that she wears the least. Less so than a year, year ago. It's, it's a shirt from The Gap. You
1: got it for me for my last birthday so it's been less than a year I love this necklace and I always like think to wear it I always like try to wear it but I don't know something always comes up the last yeah. time I wore it on the show is like one day my video was out of focus and like no one could oh it's see it. kind of cursed <laughs> so hopefully everything goes well today what'd you say about a shirt from the gap
0: that's what you're getting next year Oh, I thought you were like saying something about my shirt today. Like, no, you look so gorgeous. Your hair is up. It's a Friday and Jackson Clurd are back together. I mean, what's better than that? Especially coming out of like a sickening week for the toast, in my opinion. Sickening week for the toast. All of our favorite things one, short week. Two,
1: love Cody Rigsby. Three, Paige Sorbo. Four, Jack's twice original recipe on the show.
0: What could be better? No, literally nothing. I have glowing reviews tens 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 across the board for everyone who showed up this week Cody Rigsby was a dream like I was obsessed with him like actually like like a friend crush I like at the end I was like let me know if you ever want to get drinks he was like yeah I'm like sure I've met you once sure um and then Paige I feel like I called you yesterday just raving about Paige and this is what I've learned through just the maternity leave process and just having guest co-hosts is like I'm really hesitant now moving forward to have someone on who's not a podcaster. Because, you know, people are going to say this is like a crazy thing to say. Podcasting is a skill. It is a talent. And it needs to be honed. And Paige is the perfect example of that. I feel that way about Hannah too. She's just the perfect podcaster. She's so good at talking and listening and creating new conversations, going on tangents, making good points. Like, it's a skill. And I stand by that. And it's not a slight at anyone who's ever come on the toast who doesn't have a podcast. But I feel like it's a Guaranteed good episode when I'm podcasting with a podcaster. Yeah. And also, there is a very big
1: difference between like being a co host, filling in for me, and being a guest on the show. Like when yes. you are a co host, you're here to work, kind of. It's not just like all about you and your answer, question questions and answer. And you don't have to like give. Yeah. But I no, do it's feel not... like the line is blurred when it's someone who is, would be a guest, a great guest, but they're right. also coming to do the Fast Five.
0: Yeah, no, and what I've learned and and maybe gotten a little comfortable with is like the idea of having, because I'm going to L.A. in a few weeks when when you're still on maternity leave, and I want to get some people on who are obviously like guest co-hosts, but I also am comfortable with the idea of like maybe if I get someone who's not like a podcaster but who's like promoting something and is like a, a celebrity, maybe not making them do the Fast Five with me, but just doing like what everyone else does, like a podcast interview. Yeah. Kind of how I did with like Jay Shetty and Taylor Lautner last time I was in L.A., Yeah. You know? Yeah. It depends on the person. I understand that. So I'm excited to be here back with you after such a great week. I was kind of like out on a school night last night. I got dressed in state alert. And even though you did not find
1: what you were looking for...
0: Yeah, I really thought I was going to see Taylor Swift out and about last night. I just, I feel like she's in New York. The city has like this energy to it where you could tell she's landed. And I went to, you know, a local hotspot of hers. She was not there, but it didn't diminish from the amazing time I had finally meeting. I, I can't believe I never met. We talk about Rach Parcel literally all the time on this t- podcast. I just feel like, and we talk all the time, like we DM and we text. I just didn't like, I didn't think I put together that I've never actually met her and her sisters until I was on my way to dinner. I'm like, oh my God, this is so crazy. We had the best time. I'm so jealous. I know. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm glad you had a great time and you recapped me of all the fun. Yeah, I called Jackie from the cab home. It was me, Margo, Emily, Rach, and Amy. Amy. Um, and it was just fabulous. And it's so funny because I feel like I sat down and I had like so many questions for them about just like Mormon culture, living in Utah, and they also came with a thousand questions about like Jewish culture, living in New York. They're like, you grew up here? Like so many different questions, and it was really. Honestly, an exchange of information, which is my favorite type of conversation. Yep. It's an exchange of information. Nothing nothing more nefarious than that. Is Bruno
1: barking? Is someone breaking into your home? No, I think I heard the doorbell, but you'll hear the barking. But I don't think the podcast, the listeners will hear it. That's because I use a sure microphone that is sure to only pick up what I'm saying. Hopefully.
0: Hopefully. Sometimes it picks up the trucks. So I was just, and That's Bruno so has true. a. Bruno has a bark that's unlike he's not like other dogs.
1: No, Bruno has a bark that's like
0: four times his size.
1: Yeah, it's it'll go to the center of your brain. But that's mommy's angel stry sands. Well sometimes he gets into like his cute baby bark where he's like roo, roo, roo. I'm so small, tiny, and scared. Yeah, he's kind of looking for attention. And then sometimes he's like roo, roo. He's like, Don't you come knocking down my door. He's giving guard Dog. He's giving guard dog. He has like so many loved ones that he needs to protect.
0: That I understand. Mm-hmm. So it was just amazing getting to meet, you know, they say never meet your heroes, but I did and I survived and it was amazing.
1: Yeah. So a lot of, I get to meet a lot of heroes through this line of work. Yeah. And most of the time it's great. Yeah. I agree. So I wonder why they say that. I wonder who their heroes were.
0: Obviously not but- the sisters parcel. No, like, who were they talking to? Obviously not Frank Catania. Obviously not Frank. Actually, thank you for reminding me. Frank Catania was in my dream. What was he up to? I think there... Okay, do you remember? guys remember that episode? My big fat gypsy wedding? Episode? On TLC. No, no. do you remember that TV show on TLC, My Big Fat Gypsy Wedding? Basically, it was about gypsy culture, which I was unfamiliar with, and how their weddings are like these crazy spectacles. They wear like 400-pound dresses, and their hair like Teresa's at her wedding, but times five. But almost without fail every single episode, an enormous brawl breaks out on the street with like a cousin and an in-law, and it ends up into like a beatdown. That's how it ends up. And there was a beatdown on the side of the street with like the cast of Real Housewives of New Jersey, and Frank and I were there just kind of like breaking it up. That's so you guys. I feel like that could happen.
1: Yeah. Was it a gypsy wedding or
0: you're just like making that comparison? No, it wasn't a gypsy wedding, but visually it was very similar to the art of a brawl at a gypsy wedding. Got it. Okay, cool. I'm
1: actually been very interested in gypsy culture because Really? Yes, because I was watching um Fury Family. I forget what their show's called. At oh, Home with the, the Furies. Furies. And they're gypsies. <clears throat> and he calls himself oh. the Gypsy King. It's like his whole thing oh my god so the feel like tommy's family is gypsy. tommy's family is gypsy and his older that's brother so who's the big wrestler tyson fury he's the gypsy king it's and, not wrestling
0: jackie that's really offensive it's like boxing oh <laughs> sorry <laughs> that's really offensive sorry i'm still learning a lot about the sport obviously and i'm
1: obviously and I'm open to listening and learning and doing better. doing better Yeah, I really am. So he's the big boxer and him Mm. and his wife are gypsies. They have like a big uh, gypsy family, his dad. And you learn a lot about their culture from the show. So that's very interesting. I should watch my big fat gypsy wedding.
0: You 100% should. There was a time in my life where that was my favorite show. It's so crazy and it's so good. And so interesting. I did not know they were gypsies. Yeah, I didn't know either. And so Tommy is gypsy. And so him and Molly, like, we're talking about some of
1: the gypsy things that they will incorporate into their life, some of the things that they won't. And you know
0: what's even more interesting? Hmm. The band, the Gypsy Kings. Hmm. I don't think they're gypsy. And does Tyson Fury have an... Beef? Or, you know, a warm spot in his heart. Or do they have, like, trademark issues? And gypsy is one of those words that, like, when you say too many times, garage, it starts to sound weird. Yeah. Yeah. bamboleo Bambuleo! You think. If we have any gypsy toasters, comment below. LMK, let us know about your culture. Let us know well, about gypsy
1: what- representation in popular media. What do you think about Tyson? What do you think about the Gypsy Kings? I'm sure they
0: like Tyson, and I'm sure they don't like My Big Fat Gypsy Wedding. Sure. That's what also we were talking about at um, dinner last night. There, like, really are so many similarities in just, like, Mormon culture and Jewish culture, like, family. They were like, what do you do at temple? I'm like, it's exactly what you do at shul- I mean, at church. Um, and was like, I know so much about Judaism from the toast, because I listen every day. I'm like, I know so much about Mormonism because I'm a stan. Yeah. And... And you guys also have like things in the culture
1: that, uh, like, you frown upon and you think like reflects your religion poorly.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah, 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 that's yeah. Like there saying. are things. That's yeah. We were talking about like things in media. Like I think shows on Netflix like Unorthodox and My Unorthodox Life are like so damaging and like a really poor representation of my culture. And I don't, I don't um, claim those shows. Like I think they're full of lies. And I'm sure you know like they have things of their own like that too. Yeah, did they mention anything about Real Housewives of Salt Lake City? Um they did. They were like it's good. They they love Bravo, so like they enjoyed the show. I don't think they would ever be on it. And I think like their take was that when the show came out like those weren't like it's it's really good and all those women are really interesting, but those weren't like the obvious choices for people being selected like in the in the landscape of socialites in Utah. Understood. They were like surprised. They had never heard of most of the women. Understood.
1: Yeah. Cool. Well, what a fun night out in the city. It really was. We missed you dearly. I miss you guys, but I'll be seeing you soon. You guys, next week, the week after next, Mm -hmm. I'm coming to New York. Camper and Counselor is coming out on Tuesday, October 10th. Hey, Jack, sorry. What's Camper and Counselor? Camper and count, the Camper and the Counselor is a children's book that I have written. It's my first l- stab in the literary world. And I think it's a Shh. really, really good one. No, and like you're making waves in the literary world. Making waves in the literary world. Making waves amongst the children. You can pre-order the book now. It comes out October 10th, and it is so good. I was reading it last night to Harry, and I was just kept getting more, more. That's like more. That's my equivalent of a standing ovation. More,
0: more, more. I was like, no. really
1: me? No, I'm shy.
0: <laughs> I uh, all I have to do is close my eyes. And I can read the whole book, you know? Yeah. And it's really a visual experience.
1: It is a visual experience. The illustrations are so beautiful, colorful. They're really a feast for the child's eyes and the caretaker reading the book. The rhyming is on point. There's no almost rhymes. That was something when I was writing the book, like the first draft had a lot of almost rhymes where it was like um, words that sound really similar, but they're not like 100% rhymes or even like friends rhyming with end. No, it's got to be friend and end. I agree. And there are no almost rhymes. Every rhyme is a 100% fit.
0: The iambic pentameter, uh, not a beat is missed. No, if you have like a little bit of OCD, some children's books can be fucking infuriating. Like just rhyme, bitch. Yeah. And your book scratches the itch perfectly. Thank you. There are some
1: children's books where there's always like, there's one sentence that I always kind of like. Edit.
0: can't Either edit or I like can't figure out The beat. yeah, No, the beat in a children's book is such an important factor that I don't think enough authors, not to like come for other children's authors, but I don't think they take it seriously enough. And you did.
1: Yeah, because we're so musically inclined. The beat is so important to us.
0: No, and music, and I'm I'm being like actually serious now, like music and rhythm and beats are so, like such a huge part of like kid culture. Like every toy has a song. Every show has a song. Like music and kids is like really a. An important friendship. And I think the literary world has forgotten that. Music and children go together like Jackson Claude. Like peanut butter and jelly. That's so us. I I would literally love a peanut butter and jelly sandwich right now. That's like one thing I'll never stop eating. I've been eating it since I was a kid and I'll be eating it till the day I die. Yeah. It's like I go through phases with formula. It is. Like I go through phases with food. You know, there's a lot of shit I ate as a kid I would never eat now. But like peanut butter stands the test of time peanut butter and jelly and like I could see myself in the nursing home like kicking it with a PB&J. Yeah. Okay I'll make sure to bring you one. So you won't be (laughs) in a nursing home with me where the hell will you be? (laughs) I don't know I've got
1: like plans big plans. If
0: I go down you're going down too. Honestly I feel like nursing homes are like frowned upon it's like kind of like the last Resort for a lot of people. No, not me. If my sisters are coming with me, like, we're lighting the place up, bitch. It has to be a nice one, not one where, like, you know, the nurses, like, are. Elder shady. abuse. Like, elder abuse is so real. And I get that's why, like, why nursing homes have a bad rap. But, like, a nice facility, perhaps in, like, a, a warm, you know, Florida suburb, like, pu- sign me up, bitch. Like, we could do pickleball. Like, our days are so, our days are our own. Yeah. Well, I think that what you're describing sounds like a senior living. Yeah, more, more more like a retirement community. You're right, because a nursing home, I, I guess, is more like bedpan. More like bedpan, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, okay, a retirement facility, I would love. Only if all you guys came with me. Yeah, I'm down. We could still podcast from the retirement community. And we will, even if it's just yeah. for the community. And, you know, like, I feel like the crux of a retirement facility is like they plan a million activities a day. It's like there's bingo, there's tennis, there's singles night. Like I love activities. It's kind of like camp. It is. It is camp. I wonder if they have bonfires. I wonder if they have the camera and the counselor. They should. For the grandkids who come to visit. The
1: grandkids so if you have grandkids and you're listening you got to get camper and counselor pre-order it today amazon talk shop live barnes and noble books a million Indiebound, bound truly wherever you pre-order your books it's going to be amazing i'm so wait. excited for people to read it like that's what i'm so excited for is like the way i felt when i like read it for the first time when it was like complete i'm so excited Joy. for people to have that feeling and to like get that feedback i i seriously can't wait
0: Yeah, when you were done with it, you uh, FaceTimed me. And, like, not me literally getting teary-eyed on FaceTime over a children's book. I was like, this is, it's magic in a book. Yeah, and now that I've
1: read it probably 3,000 times, I, like, forget that
0: initial feeling, you know? Yeah, it's worn off a little bit. But then
1: every few days, if I, like, come back to it, I'm like, oh, my God, this is so precious.
0: And not to make everything about um, me, Mm -hmm. but... I really, obviously, I want this book to be successful because I want you to have success. I love you. But mostly because it creates an opportunity for you to write a second one that's not inspired by Snitch, but inspired by me.
1: Yeah. And so if you guys love Claudia and you want to see her get everything she wants in this world, please pre-order my book because the chances of then me writing a sequel about Turdy's great adventures. Like if the book flops, you're not going to do it again. Yeah.
0: I, I guess that's how that works. Yeah. So we need it not to flop so I can get what I want.
1: Yeah. And so would you want like a total new world, like Turdy's Great Adventures?
0: Or do you want to join the bunk? No, bitch. I want my own. And I want it to do better than Counselors. Like if it comes to the point where you do write a second book and it is inspired by me and like the character's name is like Trudy or Turdy, like we'll figure, we'll figure out semantics. It can't be Turdy. I know. Unless it's a book about potty training.
1: Even still, like I don't. I think that's a bit of a stretch. Even choosing to keep her name Counselor Snitch was a choice.
0: Yeah. Okay. Maybe Trudy Lou. I so that, want that to be thankfully we own. have that
1: voicemail and now you're Trudy Lou.
0: Yes. So I want Trudy Lou's adventures to be like its own thing and it has to outsell the camper and the counselor. Even though like a second book never outsells a first. I don't know. They've never seen Trudy Lou. They haven't. By the way, I wanted to ask you, are there any stories that I spoke about with Cody or Paige that you want to give your take on? So Like that you great weren't able question.
1: I was actually looking at all the stories that you guys discussed. I have it actually it's are you, right here.
0: Are you gonna visit the Airbnb of Shrek Swamp? I would love to. Where is it located? Scotland. Be- in the rolling hills of Scotland. Sounds beautiful. Magical. Yeah, I, I saw such a funny tweet being like <laughs> I really don't appreciate them glamorizing his swamp when he was led to live in a swamp because of bigotry. Like, it's it's not cool. It's actually a fire point.
1: Yeah, but it's also giving... He didn't live there by choice. It's giving bloom where you're planted.
0: That's exactly what Shrek did. <laughs> That's exactly what Shrek did. He made the most... Like, he was driven out. He was forced to live in a swamp. Now we're glamorizing it, but let's not forget, like, what a swamp truly is. And he made the most, and he bloomed where he was planted, and it became, like, the hottest spot in town. Yeah. It's beautiful. We could all learn a little something from Shrek. There's so many lessons. That's just one
1: of them. Yeah. Uh, so that is really exciting. I don't have the bandwidth to go to Scotland, but if I did, I would go. That would be your first stop. And, oh,
0: what's the Courtney's baby name that they're saying is the name? They're saying it's going to like they, they think that they accidentally slipped it on social media and that the baby's name is Rocky. So cute. I hope it is. So cute. I kind of like it. Rocky too. Barker. Also, by the way, do we have any Kardashian stories today? We do not. Okay, did you watch the first episode? No, did you?
1: I did. I'm desperate to watch it, but I am plowing through the new Redheads book. We're reading The Fourth Wing, and I just want to say, quick Redheads plug, this is the bu- buzziest book of the year, The Fourth Wing. I'm sure you've heard of it. Rebecca Yaros. It's like fantasy. Snitch chose it. And we were so curious. to like, what is this book that's capturing the nation? Especially it's about like dr- dungeons and dragons, you know? Right. So good. And really? It's Smut. I haven't okay, gotten I to The Smut yet. But apparently, Exciting. the smut is smutting. I
0: feel like I'm Ooh. about to hit smut because, like, I got a kiss. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I did watch Kardashians, and there, while there was a lot to talk about, it was truly so boring. Like, I was in shock.
1: Hmm. They how they could spent, those two things be true?
0: Because it all happened in the beginning, okay. maybe like the first ten minutes. Well, that's better than all at the end. Jackie, the rest of the episode, like they spent maybe 20 minutes having a guacamole-making competition. Kendall and Kylie versus Kim and Courtney. That's then, unfortunate. Then they did like another 10 minutes because they go to Mexico and it's like whale season, so they're whale watching from the house. Like they're looking at the ocean from inside of the house. Chloe screaming she's petrified of whales. Goes this, on this whole thing. Like Jackie, it was, it was really bad.
1: Wow. Do you think that they felt like they could put all that crap in
0: because they gave you 10 juicy minutes? Like maybe. And those 10 juicy minutes like were worth it. I had seen it already on TikTok because I wanted to be prepared for the toast yesterday. But then I'm like, oh, well, if that happened at the beginning, like let's see what else the episode was about. Ben was watching with me. He was like, I cannot believe this. Like (laughs) it was so bad, like for real. And honestly, like reading a bunch of stories about the episode to prepare for the toast and then like seeing clips on TikTok, it was enough. Like I didn't like moving forward. If something juicy happens, like I think that's enough for me. Um, but I ended up on this uh, side of TikTok. Everyone was, like, debunking it. I had, the, I watched this video of, like, a therapist breaking down the whole conversation. She's, like, a family therapist. And she made a bunch of good points. For the most part, like, everyone's on Team Courtney, um, which is so crazy because I feel like that's never the case. But they're now just all, everyone's so interested in how did we get here with with Kim and Courtney? Like, what's really going on? And I had heard a lot of people, like, rumors. They thought, like, at one point, Travis and Kim had hooked up. And I'm like, they definitely didn't. But... I had known that there was stuff in his memoir about Kim, and I watched I, I watched this video where she broke down, like, everything he wrote about Kim, and, like, honestly, it's weird. That's weird. He He says, like, he was in love with her, and he was dating Paris Hilton, and they took a trip together to Amsterdam, and Paris brought Kim, who was, like, her friend at the time, and he was immediately just taken by Kim. He went out of his way to see her would follow her around. And he was like, you know, I th- and her sex tape had just come out and he wrote in the book. He's like, I-, I mean, I thought because of her tape, like maybe we would whatever, but it was so different. I, I controlled myself. I was such a gentleman. I saw something in her. Like it was, cra- it wasn't just a mention. It was like a whole thing. And he really wanted to date her, but he ended up trying, um, one last time with Shannon Mochler to like get back together for their family and how it just like, wasn't meant to be with him and Kim, but like, he was fully in love with her. And they hung out a bunch. Like, when they got back from Amsterdam, they spent Fourth of July together. They, like, did a million things together. It was, it's weird. That's weird. And it's like, if they hung out a bunch like that, then they've at least smooched. And Jackie, he wrote that book. So he wrote exactly what I just regurgitated. Ten years, maybe eight years, after that trip to Amsterdam. So it's, like, something he still was holding on to in 2015.
1: Okay, and the book came out in 2015. That was my next question. Because now it's, like, then he got together with courtney five years after that it's a, it's yeah. enough time yeah and i do think like people change and i don't think that he like still holds a candle for kim but that is weird
0: i'm holding a lot of tension in my jaw i just wanted to know if anybody saw like what i just did on camera they're gonna be like oh my god claudia's on adderall like i'm not my jaw is fucking killing me i think it's the weather weather like affects my tension why so tense I don't know. I'm feeling good. It's a Jackson Clare episode. We're about to rock this bitch. We're about to rock the stage at Arrowhead. So I don't know. And it's Friday. I I know. Hmm. What do you got going on this weekend? Oh, you're going to the Jets game? I'm going to the Jets game. And given the weather, I don't know if anybody knows, it's like crazy weather in New York. I almost didn't even come in today. Like flash flood warning. They closed all the trains into the city. Like the streets are flooded. Um, So I'm wearing my moon boots and I'm running home after this. I I don't plan on leaving. Like leaving the house or doing anything until Sunday, and hopefully the weather clears up by Sunday. Oh yeah, what if the field is like Shrek Swamp? Because I got to see Travis rock the stage at MetLife. You actually do. You know what it sounds like? A chili. A chili. I'm so mad at myself. I made a chili on Saturday with Ben. We ate you it. Made it, was it together. So
1: good.
0: No, I sat in bed and he did the whole thing. <laughs> Saturday we ate it, Sunday I had leftovers again, and then Monday was Yom Kippur, and then like Tuesday, what, like the rest of the week, I was just kind of bouncing back from Yom Kippur and eating everything I could like, to acknowledge my free will, and I have this huge tub of chili that I didn't freeze, and I'm going to have to throw it out. It's so wasteful. I'm so annoyed. It was like an amazing chili. That's upsetting. I think I might try
1: for a chili this weekend too. Chili's a great thing with, you know, because I can't really like dedicate that I'm going to have how much time to cook, but it's like I could chop, and then an hour later I could come back and... Fear. and then it's just kind like of like it, do it, to it your own
0: yeah it's it's you can do it on your own timeline Chili's very understanding and very forgiving understanding and forgiving to, and because a chili like you just throw everything in and if it's not good just add more cumin like you're fine yeah and how bad could it be it really can't be bad unless like your meat is
1: spoiled or something you know what i mean like those yeah. flavors together
0: they're harmony it'll take you to flavor town
1: it will so that's my goal for the weekend make a chili
0: Take a trip to Flavortown, USA. Aye, aye. Um, Should we dive in, girlie? I think that we should dive in, too. I agree. The Fast Five stories that
1: you need
0: to know. And the fast five stories that you need to know are brought to you by CeraVe, the number one dermatologist-recommended acne brand. They have a line of products developed specifically for acne-prone skin to promote a clear complexion, all formulated with three essential ceramides so you can disrupt the acne cycle without disrupting the skin barrier. I feel like now that we're all like going to be inside for the next few months and it's cold out, like our skin is... It's not glowing anymore. Like, it's dry. It's crusty. If we're prone to acne, like, this is the time of year. And they have a fabulous acne line with CeraVe. It's salicylic acid, and it works to exfoliate and unclog your pores, removing dirt and acne caused by debris. Their acne control cleanser contains 2% salicylic acid to reduce blackheads and prevent new breakouts. It improves the appearance of pores and contains oil-absorbing technology, making it a great option for maintaining a clear complexion and preventing new breakouts. The CeraVe acne foaming cleanser, cream cleanser, excuse me, is a 4% benzoyl peroxide treatment to clear acne, Pimples help prevent new breakouts and allow skin To heal the formula contains hyaluronic acid Niacinamide and three essential vitamins uh, Ceramides to leave your skin feeling Comfortable CeraVe also just launched a new 10% maximum strength benzoyl peroxide Wash their acne foaming cream wash which is the highest concentration without a prescription available it clears face and body acne so really use it in the shower and it does so without disrupting the skin barrier their am facial moisturizing lotion and pm facial moisturizing lotion are recommended by dermatologists they contain three essential ceramides to help restore skin's natural barrier the entire line is great CeraVe is just such a trustworthy brand they use simple ingredients it's dermatologist recommended and you can be uh purchasing them in store and online at CVS. So visit CVS in store or online at cvs.com to receive buy one, get one 40% off the entire CeraVe acne line. The promotion runs uh, during specific times. So make sure you're visiting in store or online at cvs.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by BetterHelp. Thank you, BetterHelp, for sponsoring today's episode. Do you ever find that you're just just as you're trying to fall asleep, your brain suddenly won't stop talking? Do your thoughts ever start racing right before bed or at other really inopportune moments? Well, it turns out one great way to make those racing thoughts go away is just to talk them through. And what a better place to do that than therapy. Therapy gives you a place to do that so you can get out of your negative thought cycles and find some mental and emotional peace. Finding peace is kind of the ultimate goal of the human experience and therapy is kind of a great highway to take you there it's not good to keep things bottled up and it can feel like maybe you don't have someone to talk to in your life but a therapist is such a great resource for you and BetterHelp is amazing it's so accessible because it's done entirely online so if you've been thinking of giving therapy a try Try with BetterHelp. It's done entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suitable to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So get a break from your thoughts with BetterHelp. BetterHelp is just, in my opinion, so great because... Gets sort rid of a lot of those like awkward things that could be involved in in-person therapy. Like if you don't vibe with your therapist, it's like awkward to change. But with BetterHelp, it's so easy. They'll help you switch. Totally normal to not vibe with like the first, second, or even third person you're matched with. So visit BetterHelp.com slash toast today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash toast.
1: Thank you, Claudia. You're welcome. Our first story is a little update on Joe and Sophie. Couple things mm-hmm. have come out. One, the name of their second daughter has been revealed through this process. Yes. Uh, which I'm always interested in celebrity na- baby names. We knew that their first daughter's name is Willa and their second daughter is named Delphine, we've
0: just learned. It's, they like... I think branding wise, because Sophie's like queen of the north, UK queen, like they're so on brand and they jive well together, like Willa and Delphine. Like they sound like, you know, mystical fairies in a far off land. Like I actually think those are both really excellent names. Excellent names. I love them both and I love them together. And they're very unique, but they're still names, which I think is so important in celebrity (sighs) culture. So this is important, but sometimes we're just making things up. You need to name your child a name. It's only fair to the child. To give them a name. That is a name. Kids kids
1: can be cruel. Yeah. These are beautiful names. And um, that was like, a, you know, a fun tidbit. Though, I'm sure, I guess it came out from the documents.
0: Yeah, which is like a terrible way for everyone to Especially find out. Especially since they didn't want us to know. So I do feel bad, like, knowing. I also don't think I, like, fully put together that we didn't know the name of their second child. I did,
1: just because I'm, like, hung up on kid names, names these days. Yeah.
0: So hard.
1: So hard. Th- this was a, a success. And then also um, reports are coming out about what Joe heard Sophie say on the ring camera.
0: Or do- I almost chose that as a story on Thursday, but they, it was like this big bombshell. We know what Joe saw on the ring. And then it was just like not giving. It
1: was not. It's what... It just is that she was bad mouthing him, which is like half of an answer. But it shows that like he, if it's true that it's not like she, he saw her cheating on him or doing right. something crazy, she he just allegedly heard her
0: talking shit about him, which is so fucking awkward. It is, but like I'm sure Ben talks shit about me. Like I talk shit about him. Have he Have you ever listened to this podcast? Like, no, that's true. But like I'm sure it was it was bad. not good. I'm sure
1: it was bad and. <clears throat> like gave him an
0: indication of like how she feels. I'm sure it was bad, you know? I have such mixed feelings on ring cameras. Like I've seen so many, um, so much amazing footage of like, you know, people getting proposed to, it catching just like life moments that are amazing. It ha- being so helpful, of course, in a time of need. But then there's like, I saw, you know, someone in who lives in Travis Kelsey's neighborhood got a, like a moment of Taylor leaving Travis's house and entering a car on the curb heading to the game. And it was just like so intimate and like honestly an invasion of privacy because they like posted it everywhere. And I feel like, it can, it can be a little bit invasive. Yeah, when it's
1: not your property. Like when, and it's not your right. family. But so, like, you know
0: how many times, like I've worked, walked to a party at someone's house, like knocked on the door and said to Ben, like, oh, we better get out of here in like 10 minutes. Like, what if there was a ring? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well that. I don't live in the suburbs, so I'm not accustomed to being like, Ben, let's shut our mouths while we're walking up to the house. Yeah, but no, you have to. I'm sure that you would get
1: accustomed to that. And that's fair game because like you're at the person's house. So like you have to pay attention. But it's like when a neighbor, Catches someone doing something, and it's like that's not
0: your business. It's that's really not, not your business. But also on the flip side, like they could catch something. I re, I, I remember that doc that documentary about that asshole who killed his wife and two kids. What was it called? Like America's Sweethearts or something?
1: Yeah, Chris um, something.
0: The, yes, the neighbor. And the footage that they had on their, like, home cameras was instrumental in figuring out that it was Chris. Yeah. I think based on what, like, what I
1: see go around, like, the benefits of of The neighbor, rewards of, outweigh the risk. Yeah. Especially in your own personal life. You, you know, having cameras, you capture things that you need to capture. But also, like, the neighbor capturing you like I think in general it would be helpful not harmful
0: right I mean how would you have known you had a possum issue had it not been for your stellar home cameras is it a possum I don't know I can't look at a picture of it like oversized rodent. I mean even like mice like, oversized rodents like that is it's genuinely too much for me
1: there is a critter that's always at the front of my house. I don't know what it is. And it like triggers your alarms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's a possum. I w- can't even google pictures because like No. No. This oh. animal is the ugliest, nastiest
0: thing I've ever seen in my life. I thought it was an armadillo. I was going to say it was giving armadillo.
1: It it's not of this world. It's so disgusting. He doesn't come around really- every night, but when he does, it's it sends a shiver down my spine.
0: Armadillos are truly not for this world.
1: Okay, let me describe what, and maybe someone could tell <sighs> me. Ugh, I can't even think about him. I'm sorry. It, ooh. He has like a cone-shaped face. Ugh. And then his body is like that of a wiener dog. Oh. Like low and long and cylinder. Cylindrical. Cylindrical, and the cylindrical goes all the way up to the face where it turns into a cone. And to see the tail? The tail? I've not like gotten up close and personal, but I do think it's like a rat tail, hairless.
0: Oh my god! Like a hairless fleshy tail. I'm actually, becoming like dizzy for real. <laughs> like I'm, I'm woozy. Imagine how I, sound- I feel? He walks among us. Jackie, not me like ripping Khloe Kardashian for like her fear of whales, but like her fear of whales. But this is different
1: from being like you know twenty feet away. You're like a thousand miles away. Corey Gamble was
0: like, "Calm down, he's not coming in the pool." Like,
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah, calm down, he's not coming in your house. But I know you're. But he's
0: dangerously close to your
1: home. You have just like sympathy
0: pangs for me. Hundred percent. That's so. How did we get here? How did we get here? Ring camera. Ring camera. How do we get here? How, how do, we do we get out? out? We need like a little um, button on our soundboard where like we go on such a crazy tangent. And like while we're talking about it, one of us realizes how far we've steered from the conversation. We press the button. I love
1: that. Can we actually do it? We say that all the time about stuff. Also like Hannah Montana transitions. Like
0: can we Here's do stuff day. like that?
1: Why can't we use stuff like that? Why not we us? C-
0: we completely can. I just believe um, I we have had this like the sound system we use. We've had for... A couple of years and we programmed like the crunch on it so many years ago i have no idea how to program sounds on it i'm
1: sure if anybody knows google search
0: okay if any it's a simple search if anybody knows how to upload pre-recorded sounds to a roadcaster let me know and i'll do it we could
1: also do those things in post but that's so not it doesn't hit the same yeah we need to be able to
0: dance to it How do we get here? How do we get out? We used to give them something to see. Oh, baby, look at us now. Oh, she's getting groovy. (laughs) She's getting groovy. (laughs) She's swimming. How do we get here? How do we get out? We We used to give them something to see.
1: Baby, look at us now. (sighs) Speaking of getting out, are you ready for our next story? Get out. Leave. Right now. Speaking of celebrities doing things, Kerry Washington calls out Shaq for sliding into her DMs. So Andy Cohen had um, Kerry Washington on Watch What Happens Live, and he asked, who's the most famous person to slide into your DMs, wanting to connect as a friend or otherwise? And she said, Shaquille O'Neal. No, by the way. A ship. She said he's a big Scandal fan. That's why. Because I do think Shaq is married. She was on the show to promote her new memoir, Thicker Than Water. And she shared that... Oh, I would read her memoir. Yeah, she shared that Shaq likes to make jokes referencing the plot of her show Scandal, which ran for seven seasons. He's always like, quote, I'll do anything for command. (laughs) (laughs) oh that's funny really funny then she also shared that the most famous person in her phone is Oprah and the most recent celebrity to text her was Jennifer Aniston but I feel like Kerry Washington is like that famous that like duh does she hangs out with Oprah and Jennifer Aniston
0: yeah no neither of those things are shocking to me you know I don't watch Scandal but they have like a huge fan base and I sometimes end up on like Scandal Talk where they just like relive moments between Tony Goldwyn the president and Olivia Pope um But one of my favorite like viral moments from the scandal fandom that I don't like I'm not even a part of. They did like an Instagram live, I think, during COVID, just to like give people something to do. And they were talking all about the show. And it was like so cute. Everyone was dying for it. And she goes, Tony, like, what was your favorite season? Or no, she said it exactly like this. What's your favorite season? And he goes, probably fall. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like dying of laughing like can't stop and she's like no of this show and they're like it's literally silent laughter for 30 seconds it's honestly one of the funniest clips on the internet that's good stuff yeah it's good it, it's giving mug it's giving mug
1: people answering questions improperly it's giving april 25th all you need is a light jacket no that's like one of my favorite comedic tropes yeah it's so innocent but it has to be
0: accidental of course yeah but it guess- is your favorite season Probably fall. Honestly,
1: say Certainly fall. Chilly season. You have the anticipation of the holidays, but it's not over yet. My birthday, sweater weather, fall fashion. There's
0: nothing better. Okay, tell me if this is like correct rankings of the seasons. Because honestly, I have to like 100%. Although I will say the last two are interchangeable if you want. Fall, spring, summer, winter.
1: I think fall, spring, I'm a winter girl, winter.
0: I said the the last two are interchangeable. Yeah, the
1: first two are certain. I also think it depends on your body type. Yeah,
0: but (laughs) like, you know, 100%. (laughs) Like, I'm not looking forward to summer. (laughs) No, by the way, it depends on where you're at in your health journey,
1: whether summer will be third or fourth. Yeah, and whether honestly fall would be first or second, because if you're
0: like, you just got snatched, you can't wait for spring to sprung. No, so I will say, like, third and fourth are obviously interchangeable, but, like, so are first and second. Yeah, but with each other, not with the others. Yes. But
1: that's also because third and fourth are both the extremes. And first and second are both the
0: pleasant. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, the median vibes.
1: Median vibes.
0: But you're right. I guess it can't be universal truths because we're all on different journeys.
1: And we all weigh different amounts. It's true. Yeah, and we all weigh different amounts throughout the year.
0: Because it's let not me even like, this. it's
1: not just like me comparing myself to others. It's me comparing myself to myself
0: and like where I'm at in my life. But let me say this, as like a former fat person and like temporarily thin person, emphasis on the temporary, um, I still don't have warm feelings towards summer. Like I don't like to sweat. I don't like to bare my legs. I don't like to shave my legs. I don't even really have like skinny legs. I have like jelly cellulite. Like I don't know if maybe it's a weight thing. Maybe it's like a confidence thing. Maybe, but you do like to swim. I love to swim but I find like during the summer and I stand by this summer like as an adult like you're still working it's not all that fun I find maybe I swim more in the winter because I'm more conscious to like plan trips yeah but I feel like maybe you would feel differently
1: if you had a summer house if you had somewhere to be but summer in the city I should should only be so lucky summer in the city
0: dreadful dreadful so
1: but other people have places to go and they look forward to that Not us.
0: Yeah. Like a goal of mine, like I don't really have like aspirations when it comes to like being a homeowner for my primary residence. Like I don't, I actually love renting. It's not like, I think a lot of people's goals is like to eventually own a home one day. I, a goal of mine is to have a second home, but without having a first. Yeah. To have a vacation house.
1: Yeah. Which we've talked about. Endlessly. But we just can't ever make a decision. Like where would it even be? We can't even get that far. We can't even get that far, but no offense,
0: it's your fault because you moved. No, Um, but we could do somewhere equidistant. Where? North Carolina. No, like I've never been more down for anything in my life. Okay, so location settled.
1: Okay, you guys, where do people vacation in North Carolina? That would be good for
0: us. Yeah, like where we can get a pool, but there's also like a cute town. A cute town because we don't want
1: to be like in an actual like residential
0: neighborhood where those people left for the summer. No, where's like this? Where's the Montauk of North Carolina? Is it Myrtle Beach? It like no, that's South Carolina. Mm. No, but like maybe there's a lake. I would do a lake town. Yeah, yeah. But I need a pool.
1: Okay, yeah. Let us know. Like, what is? What's the
0: Jersey Shore of North Carolina? But by the way, because even if it's like a lake town, we could still go there in the winter, like yeah, s- like wintertime, snowy lake vibes. Count me in. Winter, spring, summer, fall. And if you're like a leading real estate agent in the region, please, we just need someone to do the work for us. Opportunity knocks. We love working with this toasters. happens after every summer. We're like next summer, we're doing something. Let's do it. Yeah. Maybe something we're- mountainous, Smoky Mountains. Sure, but also somewhere easily accessible, like with direct flights and like no more than an hour from the airport. Agreed. Tennessee? I mean, twist my arm. Tennessee. It's not like a summer house kind of state, you know? But why not?
1: It's beautiful in the summer, according to what I see when people travel there on my Instagram.
0: I I actually am really looking forward to the comment section on our YouTube, so please drop a comment. Let us
1: know. Where should we get a second home that we can both enjoy? Please let us know. Where should we summer? Are you ready for our next story? Yeah. You're like, you will never be ready for this story because you're never going to care. But I think there's people out there, Olivia Ashray, who care. In sync, reunite with a pop banger called Better Place, their first song together in over 20 years. Oh, by the way, I care. You do? like uh, uh, to an extent okay Sync is back they've released a song called Better Place the new song is off the soundtrack for the upcoming movie Trolls Band Together which dropped on Friday after the group began teasing it so it's like not like InSync is back together Justin Timberlake's big movie Trolls I guess they have a new movie coming out about a band so Justin Timberlake's band put out a song it makes a lot of
0: sense it, no, it makes a ton of sense. And lest we not forget the last song Justin Timberlake did for the movie Trolls. I got that sunshine in my pocket. Got that good song in my feet. Get you waku, bop it. When so don't it stop. Ooh. Oh, like, honestly, this is something to be excited about. Yeah, if it's going to be that quality of music. Right. I didn't realize Justin Timberlake is the star of Trolls, which makes perfect sense. <laughs> no, but also Kelly's in it. And the song she released is so good. It's broken and it's beautiful. Oh. No, they kind of kill it soundtrack wise in terms of the Trolls franchise. And I expect nothing less from Insync.
1: Yeah, I didn't listen to the song this morning. You know, I was on my um, Spotify release radar and I scrolled right past it. But I'm glad that all of this hype led to something real. Yeah, people thought it was going to be a tour. And I think they were like enormously let down. I feel like if this song does well and Justin, you know, kind of falls back into favor with the public, because he's a little out of favor. A little? Oh, wait, a lot. And not even just because I don't like him, but between- Brittany, Brittany, and the handholding. Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson. It hasn't
0: been a good few years for Justin Timberlake with all these documentaries about the 90s. Somebody in Hollywood decided, like, we're going to release a bunch of documentaries that all make Justin Timberlake look bad about various topics. Like, where Justin isn't even the subject. The Super Bowl Janet Jackson one. Of course, the Britney one. They just, they did a bunch of documentaries about a certain period of time in Justin Timberlake. It was a bad few years for him. Yeah. So... This, c- yeah, they couldn't, they couldn't like just launch a tour out of nowhere. Like that's kind of reckless, unclear if there's like a crazy demand for it. So I think this is them dipping their toe in the idea of like potentially working together in the future. I think they look at Backstreet Boys and I don't think, you know, they thought Backstreet Boys would be killing it in their reunion era for as long as they are. They had the Vegas residency. They have a tour that's like really popular. They really Backstreet Boys, everybody put their egos aside and they decided, listen, let's make a living for our families. And that's what they're doing. Yeah. I don't think that Justin like could do what the Backstreet Boys are doing. No, because they really, they did all put their egos humble aside. Humble like, pie was eaten. Humble pie. Like, especially Nick Carter. Like. But what else do they did have going on, honestly? Exactly. They, no, they did the work because they realized options were limited. Yeah. But so I think they'll, they'll take the temperature of this
1: song. Maybe another one. Maybe a tour. Here's what I,
0: what I hope to happen. If there is, like, an in sync renaissance. Like, I hope the energy we all collectively had for Justin Timberlake, we have for J.C. Chazay. Like, I feel as though he was grossly underrated in his prime. I think vocally, you know, choreographically, he's a star. Like, he really... I I was surprised when, like, Justin took off in the way... I think it really could have been J.C. And he's so hot. Yeah. But I think Justin was just more of a political animal. A hundred percent. And just one of my favorite things like facts of life, is that J.C. Chazay and Eva Longoria dated. And I think that it was like the one true loves of both of their lives. Even though I think they went on like four dates.
1: Yeah. She's like really happily married.
0: I know, to a businessman beau
1: mogul edition. Right. I think he owns like L'Oreal. Amongst other things. Yeah. So she's I, okay.
0: Yeah. And also, um, you know who else kind of crushed it in the businessman beau field? Who? Salma Hayek. Her husband is like owner of LVMH owner which owns of the world. The world. Like that's ask, like that's goals. Like that's a really a role model we could and should all <laughs> look up to. I completely agree. No, that yeah. actually
1: like when, that is the most businessman beau of them
0: all. There's no, no bigger businessman on earth. Yes, it's true. Salma Hayek and Eva Longoria are in the businessman beau Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. So is Miranda Kerr.
1: Yeah. You know, let me start a list. Hold on. Yes. Because this is important.
0: Yeah. Okay, good. And I'm going to look up, like, I feel like I'm forgetting a couple major players in the business. No, but we're going to figure it out.
1: And there's a lot of people who are like businessmen, whatever, but it's not the Hall of Fame.
0: No, no, no. I'm talking Hall of Fame.
1: Salma Hayek. Who was the second one you just said? Oh, Eva Longoria, Miranda Kerr.
0: Yeah, okay, wait, there's literally a list. South China Morning Post. Six celebrities who married billionaire businessmen. Oh, well, they're divorced now, but Janet Jackson married that prince who gave her $100 million to have a baby. Oh, that's nice, but that doesn't, like, resonate with me. Okay, I don't know who Jamie Gertz is. And is a prince a businessman? No, but it counts. Like, Yeah. Miranda Kerr is on this list. Wow, I've never heard of some of these celebrities they're referring to. Now, would
1: you say Grimes is on this list? no. You wouldn't say Elon is a businessman but oh
0: Hall of Fame? They're not married or even like together. They're separated they just have right child, now. They just have children together while being separated. They just have children together once a year. Okay, here. 17 celebrities who married into serious money. Salma Hayek is number one. Miranda Kerr is number two. Oh, you know, who? but they're not married yet. Ashley Benson is engaged to that oil heir.
1: Which one? Party boy.
0: Uh... Brandon Davis. Oh, right.
1: But I don't think
0: of him as like the, a businessman. It's There's a the no, difference between like,
1: marrying someone wealthy and like marrying a businessman.
0: No, he's an heir. Yeah. Same with a lot of people on this list. No. Oh, we could have, but they're divorced now. Kelly Cuoco was married to Carl Cook. But actually, he's also an heir. His father invented into it. Mm-mm. A lot of these people we are heirs. We could make a list
1: for heirs. But that's a yeah. different list.
0: No, you're right. All of these people thus far are heirs hmm Janet Jackson oh my god I didn't know this mm. Elle McPherson you know her 90s queen model yeah. was married to billionaire real estate developer Jeffrey Soffer who everybody for a point thought was Ben's uncle even though Ben does have an uncle named Jeffrey Soffer not the same one um who owns like the Fountain Blue Hotel a huge real estate mogul but they are no longer married they got divorced in 2017. Jeffrey
1: Soffer came up on this show recently
0: Why? Uh, ben always tells the story of the time no, there, where he was in the news for something. Oh, yes. He was rumored to be dating Giselle. He was rumored to be dating Giselle. Thank you. No, there are a bunch of people on this list who might have been eligible, but they're divorced. So I, the list is actually very small. And the so list far. is small, but you know what? All good lists are succinct. It's so true. Succinct. It's a, like
1: there wasn't there wasn't a lot on Google. You know, it's an accomplishment to make it to this
0: list. It's not any old schlub. What story were we talking about? In sync. How did we get here? How did Justin we get Timberlake, out? JC, Eva. Great, great. Are you ready for our next story? Is it our next story that's brought to you by the Game Time app? Perhaps it is. Turdy Lou. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last minute deals, all in low prices, all in prices, views from your seat, and their best guarantee guaranteed price. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. I love Game Time for US Open, for Eras Tour, the Jets game this weekend. I was stalking Game Time. Game Time's just a really good app. And they have great flash deals. And it's just easy. So you can see the view from your seat before you buy, which I love. They're all in prices, show your total amount upfront. So there's no, you know, pulling one over on you where you go to the end and it's like three times the price. No, uh, it's a, you're getting a great deal without hidden fees and you can buy tickets in seconds with just two taps. They have deals on tickets right up to the start of the event or even an hour after the event starts. So it's the really the place to find last minute deals. You're finding exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. With zone deals, you pick the section and game time picks the seats for an average of 18% savings and the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. And if you find tickets in the same section and row for less game time will credit you not a hundred. But 110% of the difference. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code TOAST for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, again, create an account with uh, and redeem code TOAST, T-O-A-S-T, and you'll get $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price. Guaranteed. Today's episode is also brought to you by Liquid IV. Proper functional hydration is essential, and Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. Their hydration multiplier is the one product you're missing in your daily routine. This is your sign to just stop stock up on Liquid IV, because when you need it and you don't have it, there's nothing worse. And there's so many reasons you can need Liquid IV. Like, if you're just looking to stay on top of your hydration, great. You're hungover? Liquid IV. Migraine? Liquid IV. Midday crash, not feeling well, don't know why? Liquid IV. With just one stick of Liquid IV, you can hydrate real life two times faster than water alone. Plus, you're getting essential vitamins and three times the electrolytes as a leading sports drink. Like if you're going to have to drink water, have it do the most work for you. You know, just stick a pack of Liquid IV in there. They come in 12 delicious, refreshing flavors to keep your hydration routine exciting. One stick into 16 ounces of water will hydrate you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone. It contains B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C, and three times the electrolytes of a leading sports drink. It's non-GMO, it's free from gluten, dairy, and soy. And they believe that equitable access to clean and abundant water is the foundation of a healthier world. So at Liquid IV, they partner with leading organizations to fund and foster innovative solutions that help communities protect their water and their futures. To date, Liquid IV has donated over 39 million servings in over 50 countries around the world. I love the passion fruit flavor. It's so good. Always have it in your purse, especially when you're traveling. So real people, real flavor, real hydration. Grab your Liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco, or you can get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code toast at checkout that's 20 percent off anything when you shop better hydration today using promo code toast at liquidiv.com today's episode is also brought to you by papaya so the perfect holiday gift for everyone on your list it'll be the favorite thing that they receive is the reusable paper towels from papaya our newest and most amazing toast sponsor um so if you skip over this ad you're a wench If you've always been a disposable paper towel girly like I have and you're just blowing through rolls of paper towels, it was not a good look for me and it's not a good look for you. So papaya is mind-blowing. Each pack comes with two of these reusable paper towel sheets and one sheet is replacing 17 rolls of paper towels. You can put them anywhere. Love that. And because the founder of Papaya is
1: actually a huge toaster, she's giving fellow toasters 50% off the entire site. So go to papaya, P-A-P-A-Y-A, re- Reusables, dot com and use code toast for 50% off.
0: All right, what's our next story, Jax?
1: Our next story, a bit of a throwback. Gypsy Rose Blanchard will be released <gasps> from prison early. So just to jog your memory, Gypsy Rose Blanchard, who was serving time in prison, for her role in the murder of her mother, has been granted parole and is scheduled to be released in December," said uh, Ozarks First on Thursday
0: in July. By tw- the way, is it like a crazy take that Gypsy Rose like shouldn't be in prison?
1: No, I don't. I don't think it's crazy take. I think you know. Oh, some people feel she, she might have been justified in what she right. did, but like murder's never the answer.
0: Murder's murder, but like what her mother did was
1: like psychological terrorism. Right. But that also could be why she only got 10 years for murder. And she's getting out early. And she's getting out early for uh, good Good behavior, behavior. I'm assuming. She will have served 85% of her sentence for killing her mother, who, um, if you guys do not remember, Gypsy was the victim of Munchausen by proxy syndrome, which is a rare form of abuse in which a guardian exaggerates or induces illness in a child for attention and sympathy. Gypsy's mother convinced her friends, family, and community that Gypsy was a terminally ill teenager with the mind of a seven-year-old who suffered from muscular dystrophy, leukemia, and other ailments. Additionally, Gypsy Rose alleged her mother wouldn't allow her to speak during doctor's visits and told her that if she ever tried to escape, police wouldn't believe her. So she didn't feel like she could escape the abuse of her mother, so Gypsy and her boyfriend at the time plotted to kill the mother, which they did, and they both, you know, were jailed. Yeah,
0: I... I'm not shedding over tier, any tears. I don't know. like Over Didi. Dee Dee. I'm, I'm not into big true crimes. Like, I don't know what the, what's the take on Gypsy Rose? Like, justice for Gypsy? Like, or put that bitch in jail? Like, I don't know. But I feel like based on what I know, and I watched actually the first few episodes of uh, Joey King, and I can only see Joey King as Gypsy Rose. Like, when I saw a picture of Gypsy Rose, I'm like, where's Joey King? Totally. You know what I think of when I think of Gypsy Rose?
1: My whole perception of the situation has been so warped by the show The Politician. All I see is Zoe Deutsch. Yes.
0: Zoe Deutsch, whose character was definitely inspired by Gypsy Rose. Yeah.
1: And it's like, well, when I think about that situation, I don't remember if she kills her mother. And I'm just like, well, Zoe Deutsch's character was kind of nuts. So that to me is like tainted the whole Gypsy Rose situation. That's literally my only perception
0: of it. That's so funny. I forgot about the show, The Politician. That was such a good show for like so many years. I really enjoyed it. Um, But you know, I could see Gypsy Rose getting out and becoming like an influencer. People are. It's so rare that there's like a true crime saga where people, it like captures a nation and the, the person is still alive mm-hmm. and is coming out of jail. I feel like we become obsessed with like certain people and they're rotting in jail or they ended up dead. This is like real life. It kind of reminds me of Jordan Turpin. Oh, right. Who is, I follow her on TikTok. She like dances and stuff and people love her. Like she's kind of an influencer. You know what? In The Politician, Zoe Deutsch's character becomes an influencer. Oh man, Elizabeth Smart is an influencer. Yeah, but they didn't commit murder. Anna Delvey. No, but they're, they're characters in nationwide... In crimes that captured a nation. Yeah, but I feel like with... No, they're not all the uh, same. Elizabeth Smart is not Anna Delvey. No, but I feel like
1: with Elizabeth Smart and Jordan Turpin, it's like so many people want to support them. I feel like with Anna Delvey, I don't even know. Does she have an Instagram? I think so. I feel like she wouldn't even have a lot of followers. I feel like it's the media who's like props her up and Obsessed. makes her like this darling. They're like, Anna Delvey's must-haves for house arrest. It's like nobody fucking asked. And if they cared, like so you could follow her on Instagram and she could put link her Amazon storefront. And you know what? People, so people will buy if they want to buy and support her. But I feel like nobody actually like is into Anna Delvey except for
0: like the media making her something. Jackie, sounds like you're suggesting that Anna Delvey is an industry plant. Claudia, that's exactly what I'm saying. I I love that take. I, I'm i obsessed with that and take. And here's the thing. When the
1: initial story about, like, the the grifter came out, I was so fascinated. Like, I read the story. Oh, my God. We did a whole episode on The Toast about it. You guys have to read this story. And then I moved on with my life because, like, it's not the Roman Empire. As any e- normal person should. She's not the Roman Empire. There's not that much there there. But they don't stop with her. And I'm like, documentaries, TV shows events events like everything interviews articles podcasts her show they're giving her a show about like having dinner guests and house arrest like I don't give a shit about this girl
0: sound off in the comments do you give a shit about Anna Delvey or is she an industry plant it's giving industry plant I'm telling you no I love that you're so right way to think critically Jax that's my specialty you also put your iPad down and if I'm not mistaken that was only the fourth story (laughs) yeah I don't know I need to, like, re-watch all the times
1: I put my iPad down. Like, there's something about what I just said where that makes me feel like I'm done here. Yeah, but you're not. Am I correct? No, you're 100% right. Oh, my gosh. She's getting comfortable. But I think the reason why I thought it was over is because this story is giving very fifth story energy.
0: It is. Wait, what was the story again? Gypsy Rose. Oh, Gypsy Rose. So, you know what? I look forward to seeing what sort of opportunities wait for Gypsy upon her release from prison. Yeah. Me too and our fifth and final story is actually not fifth story energy but it's kind of like how I want to lead into the weekend. But wait also it must be really crazy for Gypsy Rose because not only has she been in prison for 10 years so she like doesn't know what life on the outside is like she was really under like permanent house arrest before that like she never had a phone or computer like she probably has no idea what it's like to be like a normal however old she is like 25 year old. Yeah. She probably had more exposure to culture in prison. Yeah. Honestly, it probably was like did. a
1: slow way to learn about, you know, TV shows. I'm sure she watched TV yes. in prison. A bunch yeah. of other stuff. Maybe played
0: some games. Like met people. Like she didn't talk to anyone. Yeah. It's she crazy. She honed her social
1: skills. Yeah. She's ready. She's re- she ready. She ready. Our fifth and final story. As I said, not fifth story material, just how I want to go into the weekend. Okay. Taylor Swift is set to be at the Jets game on Saturday to watch Travis or Sunday to watch Travis Kelsey and the chiefs take on the Jets. So we need to wrap up the weekend talking about what we've, what
0: we've experienced
1: this week. What's gone on in this country.
0: Now, totally, separately, I was thinking this morning, like, I just don't know when I got to a place in my life where I was talking about so many people named Travis. Travis Barker, Travis Kelsey, Travis Scott. Like, I just feel like it all happened at once. I, I never, like, you know, spoke about Travis, and now here I am talking endlessly also, about people named Travis. every time I
1: say Travis in regards to Travis Kelsey, I'm like, is that his name? I don't know why. It doesn't suit him. You know what? I agree. Especially when we're, say, like, Taylor and Travis. It's, I'm like... I don't think Kelsey.
0: Yeah. No, I feel he needs that a name I change. feel like his no. And when your life is your sport and you like run around with your last name on your back, like his name is Kelsey. His name is Kelsey 87. Right. Right. First name Kelsey, middle name 80,
1: last name seven. Yeah. Well, sources are saying she's going to be at the big game this weekend, which is, you know, amongst the reasons why Turdy will be in attendance and letting us know what's going down. But I am just so shook, not over the fact that they're dating, which is, The craziest thing, but like the way that this country has gone wild for it. And I've really been thinking about like how, why, how did we get here? How do we get out? And I feel like the Swifties and football fans are two of like the biggest communities in our country. Yep.
0: Millions. Yep. And they've come together. I also think that a lot of football fans, not to be gendered, but I'm going to be, are married to Swifties. And this was so exciting for so many people because, you know, wives are used to their husbands leaving them all day Sunday and husbands are used to their wives talking endlessly about Taylor Swift and having knowing, no idea what's going on. So like husbands, wives, boyfriends, girlfriends, cousins, like people just all around are finding common ground uh, with two very different communities, the Swifties and football fans. Yeah. So I think everyone's leaning in even more because it's really bringing them together. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing, and I think we're a, we're a country desperate for unification, for real. We're desperate for unity, and this is a prime example of that.
1: Yeah, it's it's kind of a beautiful thing. Now, of course, it makes you worry
0: about what happens when you know potentially it doesn't end well
1: but I think it will never get that serious that feelings will be hurt on either side and I think yeah hopefully they can be friends because I'm like I just know they're not lasting like that I know for sure I don't know many
0: things have you seen um his ex girlfriend who was the winner of catching Kelsey I saw it today on Twitter she did like entertainment tonight like it went to her home she's really annoying me. yeah
1: so the There's all these articles, Travis's ex, like, calls Taylor a five. Travis's ex, like, says that he's, like, a cheater. A cheater. Whatever. And it's not Travis's ex. It's the girl who won Catching Kelsey. And I'm pretty sure... Such an important distinction. Such an important distinction. And I remember, I was a fan of the show. I watched it, I'm pretty sure, live on E! So when she won, I was, like, following their relationship. And there was nothing to follow. They, like, were never together. I think they, like, hung out the night that she won and then moved on. So I... Grain of salt
0: grain of salt also to come out and say i'm a girl's girl like i think taylor should know that he cheated on me to say that to the daily mail is not you being a girl's girl it's you being a thirst monster which i respect for sure right but i just but like be
1: honest i i just don't think there was ever a relationship to cheat on like i i doubt they
0: ever reached a period of exclusivity but that's just what i think but i feel really strongly about it Yeah, no, they say they dated for four months, which is, by the way, in and of itself, like a fake relationship four months. And especially when it's TV and you were probably required to do like a bunch of press afterwards. Like, so perhaps you worked together for four months solely because of circumstance. And maybe he didn't take it so seriously because it was a fake dating show. Like, let's be real. And
1: also, like, maybe they went on a few dates over the course of four months, but they were not like boyfriend
0: and girlfriend for four months. I feel strongly about that. I agree. And it's important to make those distinctions. Yeah. So I don't think Taylor's losing sleep. No, me neither. But the girl's really annoying me. Yeah, but wouldn't you do the same thing? Oh my god, I would be worse. <laughs> right. No, I said I understand, but she's not owning her thirstyhood. She's pretending to be like a girl's girl. I feel like she could. Like no, and like Paige Sorbo said on the toast yesterday, any girl who has to say she's a girl's girl is just not because if you were, we would know it, and you wouldn't have to say it. That's so true. I've never said it about myself. That's what she said. People who like call themselves down to earth, like you're the worst person I've ever met. People who actually are down to earth don't need to say it and it doesn't need to be said about them. It just is a fact. So true. Yeah, she's like the guys who I know who call themselves down to earth are literally diabolical demons. Like, yeah, you don't say it. You just are. I feel like she should have played this like,
1: you know, Travis and I had a great time. I love Taylor. I feel like they'll be such a great couple. And then it would be like, Travis's
0: ex supports, you know, and it would be- Right, Pause, and anything she said- Anything she said would have gotten picked up. So the fact that she had to be negative and like jealous, it's giving bitter And rage. like calling Taylor a five? Oh, please. What's that like, about? Let's, no, what's that about? Let's not lie. Like, you know, nothing in, in life is, you know, universal, but like Taylor Swift is a beautiful woman. Like, let's not lie. <laughs> and if Taylor Swift is a five, good luck to the rest of us. Okay. Six feet tall, blonde, perfect body, gorgeous face, perfect teeth, big lips. Like that's a five. Oh God. What does that make me? She's a beautiful woman and she should be wearing those shoes. Yeah, because she was qualified to own them. And that's that on that. So that's our final episode of the week. Hope everybody enjoyed a fabulous week, if I do say so myself. We have another fabulous week. Here, let me give it a little little sneak peek to what's yeah, going on. Yeah, and let me know my days, please. Yeah, yeah, we have to we have to figure out next week. But I have on, so you're on Monday. Oh, no, that's last week. You're on Monday. Right. Oh, October 3rd is really good. On October 3rd, oh, you yeah. asked me what day it was. On October 3rd. We have, should I say? Yeah. Jake Shane, the octopus lover of TikTok, who is the biggest toaster, who is so funny, like has the best personality and is also just like obsessed with pop culture. And I just, I have so many questions for him. Wednesday, I believe Jax is back. Yes. Thursday, Hannah Burner. Amazing. Friday, ending the week with Jax. Perfection. What more could you want? Literally nothing. So thank you guys so much for listening to the Toast of the Millennium Morning Show where we deliver the fast five stories 18 to know every Monday thrive on YouTube. So you're watching this on YouTube, please don't to subscribe, give us a video thumbs up, also podcasts every podcast, be bad, or spotted by the public radio, we all the places with this podcast, so we would send and wickedly talented we are. Hope you guys have an amazing weekend. A uh, happy Sukkot to everyone celebrating, and we'll see you back on Monday. Love ya. Bye. Bye.